everybody. Welcome back to another episode of The Awakened. Um, we were just talking before the show. It's only been a week since we did our last episode, but it feels like so much longer because a lot of stuff has happened. It's, it's just crazy. It's hard to keep up on, but we're going to do our best to uh, cover some of the things that you've probably heard and maybe hopefully some things that you haven't that isn't being covered elsewhere. Um, so we're just going to jump right into it. As always, I'm Josh. I'm here with Rob and Nate. And uh, how are you guys doing this morning? Uh, read, yeah, reading through all this, yeah. man. There's, we got a, a lot to talk about. There's a lot going on. And I know um, after the show, you guys are taking a lovely trip to NYC to uh, pick up some upgrades for yeah. the AGA Network Studios. Yeah, we're picking up a studio in New York City. So we're going to get to see uh, how much you could actually do without a Vax Pass <laughs> and, uh, and uh, see if there's, you know, see if everything that we see on the news is really happening there. That's... Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I, I can't wait to hear all about it. Um, yeah, so Rob, why don't you give everybody the uh, the insider's number real quick? Yeah, you can text AGA to 330-619-4497. That's AGA to 330-619-4497. Become an insider. Hear all the behind the scenes things and uh, look for some messages coming soon. All right, great. So the first thing we want to jump into um, last night on Tucker Carlson, actually, I was I was actually a little taken aback because he started talking about the global vaccine mandate protests. I was like, oh, that, I have not heard much on mainstream media sources, if any at all, about the protests happening around the world that we've been covering. Right. Yeah, I haven't seen any and uh, I did not get to see him last night, so I can't wait to see the clips. Yeah, well, here, let's just throw it up here real, real quick. In just the past two weeks, massive protests against vax mandates have broken out all over the world in a lot of different places, huge demonstrations. Here's a sampling. So that one's from Amsterdam, for those of you listening to the podcast. That's Madrid, Spain, Paris, France. There's Rome, Italy. Sofia, Bulgaria. Serbia. Tunisia. As big as any BLM protest, but no coverage whatsoever. Why is that? Why is that indeed? It doesn't play with the narrative. I mean, they they're it. They want to silence the voices, and so the mainstream media. And did you see some of those were just they weren't like network feeds. Mm -hmm. They were just like regular cell phone, maybe not cell phone, but I mean, they were not network videos. Right. So even other countries aren't filming networks, filming what's going on. Yeah. It's, so it's uh, not just America. No, no. But I, I think that the, uh, what do I want to say? The barrier against this information for people inside America is intentional. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We, I mean, the average American who's not out looking for this stuff, who's not on you know, rumble digging through the videos of, of these other protests and things like that around the world, you know, you're not going to know that the right. world is being really um, imposed upon by their governments and they're fighting back. Yeah, they're fighting back. And in America, we don't see people fighting back very much um, because they don't know that they can. No. So um, if, if you're in America and you watch only mainstream news, you would believe right now that the rest of the world is basically fully vaccinated. Yes. And that, <laughs> and that we're the only country that are 
the whack jobs that are against this thing. But seeing that video is very encouraging. That's funny you say that. So listen to this next. Um, so I got two more clips from the same segment, but you guys haven't seen the clips yet. No. Nope. So the fact that you just said that is very interesting. Listen to what, what comes next. Eva Vlardingerbroek is a Dutch legal philosopher. She joins us tonight from overseas. Eva, thanks so much for coming on. So you're getting the sense in the United States that everyone's in favor of vax mandates, and then you see coverage like that, and you realize there is a global movement against it. Is that fair to say? Absolutely. There is a massive movement going on in Europe right now of tons of people, hundreds of thousands, millions of people, actually, who are very much aware of what's at stake here. These people are aware of the fact that our constitutional rights are being set aside without an end date and that we're heading towards a new system, a tyrannical regime of mass surveillance and control. And this is not just a hunch. This is all part of a bigger plan. This is something people who are watching right now can actually go and look up. Um, what's very important for the American audience to know is that we've had this digital COVID pass in place in Europe, which is basically like a QR code on your phone that grants you access to everyday life, like to bars, restaurants, etc. It's completely bind to your VAX status. And this is all part of a European project issued by the European Commission that is basically surrounded around this idea of a European digital identity. So this will not stay just linked to your vaccination status. This will encompass taxes. This will encompass your medical records apart from your vaccination status, your bank information. So basically, we already have a system in place right now that is very close, or at least reminds us of the beginning phases of a social credit system. We are literally turning into China. What do you guys think about that? I think that it really defines why the president of China was at the World Economic Forum yesterday talking about what their plan is and he's leading the effort why would the world not follow in china's footsteps as she said with a with a universal pass uh with restrictions that the government will control everything that you do and with the media not covering now i'm glad that tucker is but with the mainstream media not covering it that the plan will be to implement this in a in a light way that will creep up on americans i believe yeah absolutely so now, I'm, I've been going through Glenn Beck's book about the Great Reset. Uh, like we've talked about, we're going to go, we're going to have some videos talking about that in the future here. But so far, what well, a big key that I've taken away is that the digital ID, not the, not the vaccine passport, the digital ID that the government is linked to. So you basically, you're linked to the government through your, your um, digital ID. That's something that the Great Reset, the World Economic Forum, that's been the plan mm -hmm. from years and years ago like that's that's been the dream that's been the goal but there was no way for them to implement it in a way that the majority of civilizations would take to yep. enter in the COVID 19 pandemic Fear. right and now all of a sudden oh well we got this global pandemic with quotation marks because it really isn't but now we can use that introduce these vaccines and now everybody has to we have to make sure you're vaccinated so now you have to have a vaccine pass a digital vaccine card that links to your your new digital id you have to have your digital id to link to your pat you know to have your pass in there and banking and and, yeah. and now all of a sudden they then they roll in other things the main thing is banking that's what that's yeah. what they wanted from the beginning right but, but they had to go a different way because right. if they said they were going to confiscate your bank account put it on an app uh you would you would be 
ticked off. Well, I remember, and maybe you guys don't, but I remember years ago, I mean, back in the Clinton years, when they were talking about digitizing all of your health records and it was like an uproar in America, like mm -hmm. no one wanted their, their personal information digitized. Mm. And now looking at where we are today, they were trying this years and years and years and years ago. Um, and it was Hillary was the one that was leading the charge on it. She, she was like, we, we have to digitize all medical records because what if you get sick and you're in Florida, we got to be able to access your records. You know, that was their, that mm -hmm. was their talking point back then, but it was all leading to this. It was all leading to this. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, and that's how people get, I mean, and, and I don't fault people for saying, oh, well that, that seems like a commendable, you know, reason to do something like they just want to make sure we're taken care of or whatever. Like, but the best, th these people come out with these great intentions about things, but mm -hmm. they've got these ulterior motives. Right. It's just like uh, money. Like, you know, I'm 27. I grew up without money, really. Yeah. All I know is debit cards and credit cards. Mm -hmm. Like where mm -hmm. somebody, the generation before me, they went through that transition of, they always had money on them and then that switched. And then my generation, I just grew up without it. And these little implementations along the way that people just get used to. It's, it's crazy. Well, and we're going to New York and you've been looking New York city and you've been looking up, what can you do without a vax pass or what, what is there to do in the city? If you're from out of the city, really yeah. a guest and there's nothing yep. unless you have your QR code on your phone mm -hmm. to say you have access to the restaurant. Yep. So it's not just happening overseas. It's happening here. Yeah. But you're, you're not seeing riots here because the mainstream media is really silencing the voice. Yeah. And just like she said, you know, they're, they're, you're being conditioned to think that the majority of the population is just okay with this. And that's not the truth. That's not right. the reality. You wouldn't see, like she said, millions of people across the world rising up and protesting against this stuff if the majority of the population was okay with it. Right. And you got to think that the, the percent of people standing up, there's that many more people who don't agree with what's going on who are afraid to stand up. Exactly. And you you see that in every movement. There's always the the core people that are the the leading edge of the curve, right? You've got the bell-shaped curve in any movement. Mm -hmm. The leading edge is normally the bleeding edge as you saw last in one of our last shows where they're hitting them over the face with a baton, but um, so the bleeding edge is the one that catches the flack. Then you've got the other the other people in the beginning part of the curve that are out protesting but they're not they're not doing it crazily and mm -hmm. then you've got the center part which is all the people that are either indifferent or they're against it but they're not going to speak out and then you've got the tail end which is the people that are just going to go along with anything and i think that we're seeing around the world that the first part of that curve all the way to the center is now getting a voice and now saying we realize what's at stake yeah so let me show you guys the final portion of this segment, and then uh, we can we can discuss what she has to say here. If this were linked to digital currency and presumably paper currencies on the way out, then the average person would be utterly controlled by the government. I mean, the government could just turn off your ability to buy anything, your ability to go anywhere. I mean, at that point, you really are a slave to a supposedly democratic government, are you not? That's exactly right. That's exactly what they're planning to do. And this agenda is supposed to be laid out by 2030. So that's what we're heading towards. So you see all these people going out in the streets. It's because they know that this is what's going on. And I think that it's all going to be dependent on whether they'll be able to roll this agenda out, whether Austria 
is going to enforce compulsory mandatory vaccinations on a nationwide level. So the parliament in Austria, another country in Europe, is debating about this or voting on this today on Thursday, uh, which will mean that in Austria from February onwards, uh, vaccination for COVID will be mandatory for every citizen over the age of 18. If you don't get vaccinated, you will be having to pay massive fines up to 15,000 euros a year, which, you know, basically your existence as an unvaccinated perso person will become illegal. So everybody will have this digital COVID pass. And I got to say, Tucker, it would not be the first time in European history that tyranny is born in Austria. So what will happen on Thursday in Austria is going to be a landmark case that will determine basically whether Europe is going to be part of the free West for much longer. And um, well, it looks like this law will pass. So it looks like we're basically headed towards an end station that, that literally is tyranny. And it's absolutely crucial that we fight this now, that we put pressure on our governments and that we walk together for this fight of our freedom, of our future, because um, I have to say, you in America, you might be next. Whew. A dire warning at the end there. And and isn't that what we played in the clip from yes. the man from Austria? He mm -hmm. said, we're the Petri dish for what's going to happen in America. Yes. And so that <clears throat> is being voted on in Austria. We're recording on Wednesday tomorrow. Okay. Um, whether or not it's going to be legal or illegal to be vaccinated or unvaccinated, I should say, in Austria. $15,000 fines a year. Euros. Euros. I don't know what that converts to off the top yeah. of my head, but yeah. Probably a lot of dollars because they continue to water down the dollar. Well, and so. if we remember yeah. what the guy said in the uh, the video we showed maybe, I don't know, two or three weeks ago, um, there's a fine and then there's also a one-year prison sentence that they're they're floating right. around with it too. But yeah, and, and you're not hearing about this. And I want to take a moment and talk to our viewers because um, you guys are you guys are ahead of the curve in understanding what's going on and you are you're searching out the right stuff you're you're digging in we're bringing you content that you aren't finding other places we love it we are so thankful for you and we want you to understand that you are the voice to everyone around you what what you're seeing wherever you're seeing it doesn't even have to be here but wherever you're seeing it, you're the voice you cannot be silent so be boisterous talk about truth and get that out there. We appreciate you watching. And even if YouTube wants to shadow ban us, uh, we know that we know that you're there and uh, you're able to watch what we're doing. So go to our channel directly so that you can see it. If you're not getting an alert, we are putting content out almost every day. If you're not getting alerts, just go to our channel. You'll find us, but share our stuff. But I do want to say thank you for being an informed viewer um, because it's what's necessary in this battle and not just in the U S but around the world where we want to hear your voice. Yeah. So what she was saying about the digital current or what Tucker even said, like, okay, so wouldn't this translate to a digital currency that would be linked to your digital ID. And then essentially you, the government would own you. That is the great reset. So they want this global digital currency that is not controlled by like the United States government, but that is, that is controlled by the global elite establishment, whatever you want to call it. Um, they would control that digital currency. And, you know, like I said, we'll go into stuff about the great reset, but the, you know, COVID is just a minor thing really 
that really helped get this mm-hmm. thing kickstarted right now. But the bigger existential threat that they use to implement this around the world is climate change. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, I got some real, real interesting information to, to bring on here later about that when we talk about the Great Reset and how it's such a lie. So when you go back through the all the different, let's go back through the last five presidents, mm-hmm. and you can see the climate change stuff just hanging around. It's sort of weaving in and out. And it's going to be, it's going to be very interesting to see how fast I, I truly believe, and this is just my opinion. I believe this is going to be an overnight switch. Like, I, I don't even think it's going to be laws passed. I think it's just going to be bang. You're required or you don't have access to your bank accounts or anything. Yeah. I mean, that that's a very real possibility because the idea is, and, and this goes back to that digital currency. So we're all switched to, uh, we all have digital IDs. We, we have, everything's digital currency that we have. So this, these, these ruling elites can come out and say, okay, if y- we, we don't want anybody buying meat anymore. Mm-hmm. So now your digital currency is restricted. You, you will not be allowed to use it toward the purchase of meat. They, they can dictate what you can and cannot buy with it. They could say, Hey, you know what? You haven't switched I don't, I'm just trying to think. You haven't switched to a, an electric vehicle yet. We're going to start docking you, you know, a thousand dollars a month until you upgrade or until you get rid of your old vehicles, and then you have no control over that. Mm. They, I mean, all of a sudden you get in your account, your thousand, your thousand digital dollars. They're, in the yeah, hole. they're sucked out of there. Mm-hmm. You know, the we vote every day by where yeah. we put our dollars. You know, I can go, I can go down to a local restaurant and get breakfast and be like, Oh, I'm going to vote for you today over this other place. Mm -hmm. And we have the control to say where we're going to vote with our dollars. And they're taking that right away. So I find it very interesting that, um, they're the, the narrative of the left is all about, uh, rights for voters, you know, rights for voters in America. Um, you're discriminate. If you require an ID to vote, you're discriminating against people and taking away their right to vote. Right. But you, but by them taking, by what we're talking about, they're taking away your right to vote in your whole life. Every decision that you make, they're taking that away. So it's a complete oxymoron. Yeah. It's completely crazy that they're saying we want on one hand, they're saying by requiring ID, you're taking away someone's right to vote. But over here, there, everyone is saying we want to take away your right to everything. Yeah. Yeah. And we're just talking about the consumer too, but think about businesses that can be hit with these kind of restrictions. I mean, like you can't manufacture something because yeah. you're the bank won't even give you the money to buy the raw materials to manufacture that piece. Mm-hmm. So you think about like, um, cigarettes or whatever. Uh, so you know, they come out and say, well, smoking is bad for you. So therefore, if you're, a, if you're manufacturing cigarettes, you're not going to be eligible for a bank loan or whatever. Like th- this is what, this is what they want to do. They want to be able to control every aspect of your life, whether you're just a, a consumer, whether you're a, a business owner, a manufacturer, I mean, they'll be able to tell you where you can and cannot you know, have your manufacturing business located. Mm-hmm. You just, you, you want to, you want to put it in this area of the country. You want to have your business open in Texas. Ah, we don't like Texas right now. So therefore you won't get your loan to do it there. Mm-hmm. It's coming faster than what we think. 
we got to be awake. Yeah. Well, and that's what she was. That's really what she was trying to say is like, Hey, come on, this is happening everywhere. You guys are next. Right. So I, that really opened my eyes. Um, obviously not as much as maybe other people, because we've been talking about this for the last, you know, month, two months or whatever, but it's here. It's here. It's here. And it's it, like you said, it's coming fast. Yeah. It's they're They're not stopping because millions of people are protesting. They're, they're still continuing to push. But what that means is, is that if the silent people would join in with the people that are out there right now, we would see a change. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cause it's not about the, it's not even vax protests anymore so much. It's great reset protests when you really think about it. Right. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I, I can definitely see that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, it's government overreach protests. Yeah. It's the, the vax mandate is just that introduction to this whole people life, had the system. People had to get over that thought in their head, like, wait a minute, if this just isn't about um, vaccination, what is it truly about? And mm -hmm. it doesn't take And long. I, I think the fact that the vaccines have been proven ineffective, yeah, like over and over and over again, especially recently, has caused a lot of people to look at these mandates and say, now that now they, even people that were kind of on board with it or have to be saying, yeah, this doesn't make sense. Right. Why would you mandate something that, I mean- I hate to say it, but it doesn't work. You know what I mean? And we're seeing that all over. The reports are coming out almost every single day yeah. that it's mm -hmm. not. I mean, the fourth shot, as you were saying prior to the show. Yeah. 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 And uh, I don't have uh, the information in the article in front of me, but I was I heard this the other night that uh, legislation in New Hampshire, in the state, they, they're actually trying to pass legislation banning any sort of ESG score metrics, any sort of what I want to say, like financial connections to that. So like you can't be penalized for not adhering to these new, and that's what the great reset is, is mm -hmm. these mm -hmm. um, environmental, uh, social justice governance scores that every person, it's going to be your digital ID. Like right. if you don't have a high enough ESG score, you won't be able to buy this or buy that until you get your score higher or whatever. Right. And so like New Hampshire's already like ahead of the curve again on this saying, oh, let's, let's start passing legislation to make these great reset policies illegal in our state. And I think that's important to note. And again, I'll get more information on this and we'll talk about this next week, but states need to really start doing this and get out in front of this now. Mm -hmm. I agree a hundred percent. All right. Well, let's uh, move on to some this was an in interesting situation overseas uh, out of the UK. Um, I guess this came out maybe the end of last week, over the weekend. It got real popular on social media. There was a, a UK woman on the phone. She was taking a video of her phone conversation with a, with a doctor. And the doctor uh, gave her some interesting statements, warnings about the COVID-19 vaccines and there's been a lot of speculation, I think, online, and we can kind of talk about this a little bit. How is this a hoax video? Is this real? Was this a real doctor? Um, what do you guys think about that before I play the video? I mean, I think that my first, we were talking about it yesterday. I think that my first reaction was, how do you know? Yeah, right. Me too. How do you know that this was a real doctor? Because what, what the doctor says is very controversial. So mm -hmm. it could have just been somebody playing it up. Mm -hmm. But then when you know that, the number registered to the hospital, you know, the, the, there's been research done to, to prove that it was real, but that was my first question. Now, knowing that it is real, 
uh, this, this conversation is very radical. And, um, if it became major news, um, I think a lot of people around the world would be very upset knowing the answers that this doctor is giving this lady. Yeah. So the number has been confirmed, um, to belong to St. Richard's hospital in Chichester, um, UK. And the patient in the video has been identified as Chelsea Harmon from Chichester, UK. So, I mean, this information is out there, so it can be looked up. You can research this. Right. Yeah. But but that was my first yeah. thought. You know, my first thought oh, yeah, was, me too, is was, it true? Because th this is radical stuff. I mean, it's really. Yeah. So you guys want me to go ahead and play the video and then we'll just yeah. kind of break down what she says? Because some of it's a little bit hard to, to understand, but here's the video. There wasn't enough information. Uh, and it's a lot more coming up now, and uh, especially for young um, people whose um, immunity is intact, uh, apparently that's enough. Okay. Okay, so... Yes, yeah, so I just... Sorry, just to make sure, so you, you think I shouldn't have any more vaccines then? If you ask me, this, is, this would be my advice, but... Yeah. Okay. And is that just because you don't think any like anyone should have a vaccine at a young age, or is that because you medically I shouldn't have it because of my because head? Medically, medically, uh, I mean there is very much, as I said to you, there is a lot of information coming up now which was not available earlier, and very soon all of the vaccines will be completely stopped. Oh, okay. This is information that has <laughs> just really come up. It's you won't hear it on TV for a while, probably, because oh, it's a long story, but um, yeah, so okay. very soon we'll stop all of these vaccines, which people don't know, but um, they are not, yeah, so, okay. yeah. Okay, all right, thank you so much. You're very welcome. And okay. should I be worried about my head at all, just leave it? No, I don't think so, no, I, do, I really don't think you should be worried about your head, no. Okay, okay, thank you. Yeah. But any, any new, you know, any sweat, fever, pain, lamps don't, lamps uh, that don't get better. Yeah. Yeah, or more to come up, or uh, pain, leg in, pain in the legs, or swelling. Yeah. Okay. yeah. And you probably, if you'll, if you'll ask your GP, your GP might probably say, yes, get the vaccines, because when, you know, information does come, but it's very difficult when, um, when, uh, you know, uh, I mean, it's not available everywhere. Okay. Put it this way, okay? Sorry, can I just ask you? So, my sister's actually due to go and get her booster tomorrow. She's only 22, no, so should I say. Please, no, absolutely not. Okay. She does not need it, please, no. Okay. Okay. All right, I'll okay. tell her. Thank you. Okay. So, oh. a doctor saying the vaccines are going to be stopped because of new information that you won't see on the TV. Um, but we know what's really going on and no, your, your sister who's 22 cannot go get, no, don't, don't let her get the booster. Don't let her go. Pretty yeah. powerful stuff. That part was probably the most creepy to me whenever she's like, well, Hey, my sister's going to go tomorrow. What should I say? No, no. I mean, the doctor, before she could even stop talking, doctor's like, no, please. No, tell her no, not needed. Yeah. Yeah. Eesh. She, it seemed like she picked her words very carefully in the beginning. Yes. Um, yes. Which, you know, I don't want to speak for her, but mm -hmm. you could assume that she's probably like, should I say this right now? You know, like, 
I'm just going to go for it. So the, the caller, um, the patient is, uh, assumably she's, she's calling about like headaches or some sort of effect she's having for after taking her, probably her most recent booster, I'm guessing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so she's having some side effects. She calls a doctor and I don't know what the beginning part of that conversation was like, but it was important enough for the caller to have somebody else who was there with her, maybe a spouse or whatever, start recording the conversation on the, on another phone. Right. Which is interesting. So you know, she says, okay, so just to make sure uh, you think I shouldn't have any more vaccines. And like you said, Nate, the doctor in the beginning is a little bit more choosy where the words she says, uh, you know, if you ask me, this would be my advice. Meaning, yes, uh, to get no more vaccines, that would be my advice. Yeah. yeah. Um, she really hit on the head like the young people too. Like if you're young, do not get them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very soon, all of the vaccines will be completely stopped. There's a lot of information coming up now, which was not available earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, you won't hear it on TV for a while. She has probably because uh it's a long story but um yeah so very i want to be read in on the long story uh, <laughs> yeah that'd be nice right it just, it's interesting because i got the transcript here so she says so very soon we'll stop all of these vaccines people don't know but um they are not and then it's dot 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 yeah so yeah like she didn't finish that sentence so like was she gonna say the vaccines are not safe they're not effective. What was she going to say? I want to know if this was a briefing that multiple doctors got, if this is insider information from this doctor, because if, if all the doctors across the board have this information and are being silent and withholding that, mm-hmm. that's, that's terrifying also. It, it is. And I, it's, it's, it'll be interesting to see what comes of this because we know locally here in America, here in our area, we, I mean, I've heard of doctors and, and nurses that have been told by management, do not say anything negative about the vaccines mm-hmm. to your patients. Your license could be taken away. That's interesting. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. 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 I, I've, I've never heard of anything, anything like this, you know, for, it, for, for a doctor to be told or a nurse to be told uh, do not say to your patient that there could be negative side effects from the vaccines that they could not work. At one point, they weren't even allowed to tell their patients that they could still get COVID. Yeah. If they got right. the vaccines, they could be in trouble. It goes back to, I think Glenn Beck last week was he had COVID and yep. uh, he was talking about, he calls his doctor and there was no way he could get ivermectin. Correct. He, and he goes on to say like, you know, not like boasting, but he's Glenn Beck. He knows some people. Yeah. If he can't get it, there's no hope for the average American to get it. Right. Right. Cause he knows big name yeah. doctors all across the country and yep. things like that. And if he can't get it, yeah. How, how are you and I supposed to get it? Yep. So if his doctor can't give him ivermectin, the same is the same thing is going to happen with these doctors, maybe having information mm-hmm. that says, I do know these vaccines aren't safe, but I cannot say that. Yeah, it is. It is crazy to see the, the narrative behind the narrative. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. So was there anything else we want to talk about with that, that caller, that video? Like, like we said, we'll, we'll stay on this. Uh, if it turns out that somehow this was a very well done hoax or something, we'll let you guys know. We'll, we'll say we were wrong and everything. But I mean, from all the research that's already been done on this and by all the looks of it, this is real. Mm-hmm. This yeah. was a real phone call. This was real information kind of being given to a patient though. I don't think the doctor was, I don't think she wanted to say all this, but 
she, I think she felt that she had to, Hey, I think she cared for, she cared for this, this patient enough to say what was really going on. Right. And uh, yeah. That's what we need. We need doctors all around the, all around the country, all around the world mm-hmm. that are saying what the patient needs, not what the government wants you to say. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, let's just take this time real quick to give our like weekly healthcare worker shout out because apparently you guys are still the ones under attack. <laughs> Um, the Supreme Court shut down Biden's OSHA mandate last week for private businesses with 100 plus employees. Uh, for some reason, they have permitted the continuation of the CMS mandates for healthcare workers. So the U.S. government is now telling everyone or saying that everybody should be able to make their own healthcare decisions except for healthcare professionals, which makes a lot of sense. Apparently, you guys have no idea what you're talking about. So. We just say continue to stand strong, stand together, keep submitting those religious exemptions. Um, If they're getting denied, file lawsuits, make them terminate you over this. Uh, This is absolute garbage. Uh, We're going to talk a little bit later in the show about the attack on religion and on Christianity in America. And I mean, if they're denying your religious exemptions, that is that is wrong. I mean, that is so, so wrong. Yeah. One hospital locally. a lot of them have been denied and a lot of them have been accepted. And and I know of two cases, one on each side, and I don't see how they could deny the one that was denied because it was almost identical. Hmm. Not, not like written, but like the The heart behind the same concept and, uh, and one's denied and one is accepted. Uh, There's going to be, there's going to be ramifications of this and we are for you. Yes, for you. Um, If we could come outside your hospital and and stand with you, we would. Um, But we're doing it here. That's the best we can do at this point. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, we know somebody personally who's had their medical exemption denied, um, which I find I just find fascinating that, you know, a person could have a medical a, a note from a doctor signed, verified by a doctor stating this. My patient is by by no means should take this medicine. Right. Due to their health, you know, health situation. And an employer can look at that and say, yeah, too bad. Take it anyway. We don't yeah, care. Or, or be fired. Go find yeah. another job. That blows my mind. And I mean, the religious exemptions blow my mind. But I mean, you have a note from a doctor saying like this could this could be fatal to my patient if you make them do this. And the employer says, don't care. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's It's a weird, weird world we're living in. So speaking of medical conditions, let's talk about a little update on these uh, FIFA soccer players, athletes across the world um, who have been dropping like flies. Okay. So I was watching a European soccer match. Oh, uh, and live t- like real It time. wasn't live. I okay. think it was recorded, oh, I but I mean, you. I was okay. watching the match and, uh, and the, one of the defenders is in front of the goal uh, the team is bringing down the ball and the camera is literally watching the ball on the left-hand side of the screen. On the right-hand side, you've got the goalkeeper and this defender standing right there. And while I'm watching it, the defender just falls down on the goal line. Really? Yeah. Falls <laughs> oh, down. Man. Medical personnel. Now I've watched soccer for a long time. Medical person, they let you lay there for a while, like normally, like, mm-hmm. cause Soccer players are good at faking injuries just to get, get a, you know, but, but they, this obviously wasn't, I mean, he just like tipped mm-hmm. over, fell down. The medical personnel like went right on the, right on the field. The whistle blew normally doesn't happen this way, but now with all these FIFA players keeling over, um, they're obviously on high alert. 
So they ran out there. They took him. Evidently, he's okay from what I read. I don't have the article here with me, but uh, I read that he's okay, but he had a heart issue. Um, and of course, FIFA athletes are are all vaccinated. Um, and he had a heart issue, just athletic male, probably 20 something. Mm-hmm. Young. Uh, just young, young guy. These are it. These are people in tip top shape <laughs> yeah. and, and he just like kills over. So it's happening all over. Yeah. So from a November Israeli real-time news report, um, at that point in time, there had been a 500% increase in sudden cardiac and unexplained death among FIFA players in 2021. According to their research, FIFA had averaged five cardio related deaths a year from 2001 to 2020. So about, you know, two decades span in 2021 alone, FIFA had 21 such deaths overall at the time of that report, 183 professional athletes and coaches around the world had suddenly collapsed. 108 had died in 2021. The collapses have been from or have been heart related, like you said, Rob, myocarditis, pericarditis, heart attacks, cardiac arrest, and blood clotting. It's it's amazing. And I was I was just shocked to see it, you know, while I was watching this. And I and like I said, it was probably recorded, but just shocked to see one of these really physical specimens of athletics. I mean, they're in they're running for 90 minutes. Like it, they're just running. Yeah. That's all they do <laughs> and uh, kick a ball, which is great. And they're totally skilled at it. But to see that, to see that, and then to know that they're all, they've all had to be vaccinated and they're all having heart issues. Mm-hmm. It's not a coincidence. No. And uh, we were talking about this over the weekend, Nate. I don't know if you remember the conversation. Somebody asked us why, why we're seeing a lot of this being reported in FIFA players mm-hmm. and not so much in like NFL players or anything like that or like baseball players and mm-hmm. fee- uh, soccer is a, a completely different cardio animal yep. than oh, those yeah. other sports. Oh yeah. I mean, you could be running for literally you have 45 minute halves <clears throat> and you mm-hmm. could be literally be running for 45 minutes straight. Yep. Yeah. It's not, I mean like football is high intensity for maybe like five, six, seven seconds at a time. And then it stops. And then it's like a 25 second delay. You get reset. TV timeout. Yeah. TV there's, timeout. There's no timeouts in soccer. 45 minutes goes yep. in and, and, if there's injuries, the clock still runs and then they add injury time on. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there, you are constantly, constantly yeah, I, moving. I think basketball might be the next most taxing just because you can be running back and up and down the court for, right. a, you know, lengthy periods of time before there's a timeout or a foul or out of bounds, something. Right. But still but not, not like soccer, not, not like soccer. And their training is probably very cardio based mm-hmm. for the most part where, um, your heart rate's going to be elevated for long periods of time. Other sports are mostly lifting muscle mass. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just a different beast. Yeah. So, but, but speaking of, you know, American sports, NBA, uh, last season, Brandon Goodwin, who's a backup guard for the Atlanta Hawks in the NBA, his season was cut short due to blood clots that he developed after he received his uh, COVID-19 vaccines. And he was on, I don't know what platform it was. He was streaming some gaming live, but uh, you know he was yeah streaming it. So this is kind of what he he was saying about that. I got sick, then I never quite recovered from it. Like my, I always had back pain. Uh, um, you know, I was just super tired in the games. Like when we played Philly, back to back, bro, I was so tired. Like I felt like I couldn't run up and down the court. And then my back was hurting. 
Then we went home, I think. That's when I started, like, my back really started hurting bad. Like, And then I'm like, all right, I got to go to the doctor. And that's when I found, like, I found out I had blood clots. Like, that all happened in a span of a month. I was fine up until then. Up until I took the vaccine, I was fine. So people trying to tell you, like, no, it's not the vaccine. No, like, how do you know? And this is a this is a story that didn't. I don't. I'm assuming I don't watch a whole lot of ESPN or Sports Center. But I'm assuming this wasn't frontline news on Sports Center. I know he he took a lot of flack on social media for this, and he even came out and said, "Well, you know, maybe it was from maybe I had COVID, and that's how I got the blood clots." Like he tried to kind of back it off a little bit. Um, but right there, that's that was truly what he felt. I love how he ends that. You know, people saying, "Oh, it wasn't from the vaccine." How do you know? How do you know? Yeah, I love that. Just leave it there. How do you know? Can you prove to me that it wasn't? Yeah. And I think too many times I know I do too. Sometimes like I get caught up in wanting to like kind of almost validate my point of view. But if somebody comes to me and says like, well, well, and how do you know that this, this is the case? And then I I just want to immediately look at that person. How do you know it's not right? I'm not going to explain myself to you. You explain yourself to me. I'm firm in what I believe. Right. Tell me why I shouldn't. Exactly. I think that that what we're going to see over time, I, I don't know if the FIFA players, if, if we're going to see some of these leaks from Europe, mm-hmm. but I think what we're going to see over time is the medical conditions of our athletes over time are, we're going to start seeing these slip um, because obviously the media doesn't want this to come out, but we're going to see it slip and we're going to start to see more and more and more. I find it very interesting um, that an NBA player who has not been vaccinated gets to go now and play right in Chicago. Okay. But, but a local Chicago resident who isn't vaccinated can't go into the arena to watch that player who is unvaccinated play. <laughs> no, I, I'm just being no, honest. I'm, like, I'm, I'm like how you break that down so slowly. And it's like, Oh my gosh, this is so, ridiculous. so, so this unvaccinated player. Yeah. Kyrie Irving. Yeah. Yeah. So this unvaccinated player, Kyrie Irving, who isn't allowed to play, you know, in New York city for a while, but mm-hmm. then they need money and they, they need him. So they activate him to go play in away games. He goes to Chicago to play and an unvaccinated Chicago fan goes to the door and cannot get in the arena, mm-hmm. but the, but the unvaccinated player can be in there playing. I, it, this it is, is a bad comedy movie. It is. <laughs> And I, I mean, I don't mean that lightly. Like, no, it really is. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and you're right. And it's the same way in the NFL. You know, you could have a guy like, uh, if the Green Bay Packers have to go out, say they make the Super Bowl and mm-hmm. the Super Bowl is still held in LA. Well, then you're going to have Aaron Rodgers, who is vocally unvaccinated and opposed to everything that's going on, going into SoFi Stadium in LA, <laughs> unvaccinated to play in the Super Bowl. But there will not be a single fan who's unvaccinated allowed to go into that Super Bowl to watch. Same thing. You're right. I'm rooting for that so hard. (laughs) I am too. And I honestly do believe it's going to happen because just like with the Georgia voting bill BS earlier in the year when the MLB pulled the all-star game out of Atlanta. And then a few months later, Atlanta makes the world series. So now they have to host world series games in Atlanta. It's like just up yours, you know, we're we're just going to stick it to you. Anyway, we can. I love it. Aaron Rodgers is going to have some little bit of extra motivation to make that happen. (laughs) I think so. I think so. Yeah. It'll be fun to watch. 
Oh, so that's some craziness. Um, and, and real quick while we're on sports. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So Australian Open. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about that Novak. real quick. Yeah. So, so he goes and he says, I'm not disclosing. And he this doesn't is say. No, Novak Joker. Oh, sorry. Yeah. 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 Yep. Um, so he says, I'm not disclosing. It's none of your business. If I want to have the vaccine, I'll have it, but I'm not telling you. And if I don't have it, I'm not telling you. I'm just not disclosing. Mm-hmm. So he gets to Australia because they said that he could go. And then they arrest him and they hold him and he can't play in the tournament. So that's Australian Open would be right behind the British Open uh, in massive, um, mass, massive uh, fan followings mm-hmm. and, and everything. So that's probably the number two tournament in the world. And then you have the, the uh, French Open. Mm-hmm. And now he was planning on playing in the French Open, but now they're saying that he can't even go to France because of his non-declaring of his vaccine status. So you're taking the number one player in the world who probably has the largest fan base in the world, and you're making this a front-page story (laughs) because you're trying to force him to declare his status. That, to me, is just crazy. And then to arrest him... And then ship him, deport him out of the country. That That's insane. We take in so much information that I forget some things. But when you brought that up, I saw a clip of John McEnroe just completely going off on how stupid this was. Mm-hmm. I don't know what network it was on, but it was on a major network. Um, and he just calls it total BS. And he walks through the steps. And uh, again, another voice speaking out and saying, this just doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. It's good to see. Yeah. Number one player in the world, yeah. not able to play. And it would be like Tiger in the day, not being able to play in the Masters because he won't tell you his medical history. And John McEnroe has some that street crazy to think about. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. Like, it, I didn't want to go past sports. I was like, we, we got to talk about this. It's a big story. I'm glad story. you brought it up because honestly, I, I I wanted to talk about it. And then I forgot. It, <laughs> like you said, there's well, so much that happens. I know. I, like every day we've got thousands of articles. Yeah. But but I think it's a, it's a global thing. It's a global thing. The biggest, one of the biggest tournaments in tennis uh, being restricted. And so, I mean, if I'm a player, okay, and I'm, let's say, number five in the world. I don't know who number five is, so I'm not really cracking on them. I just wonder, if I'm number five in the world, do I really want to play in a tournament and win when the best, when I could go up against the best player in the world and, like, actually have the crown mm-hmm. but no i'm gonna win number five in the world will probably win and then they'll be like oh yeah i'm the best no you're not the best wasn't allowed to play because he didn't disclose his medical status which is a violation of his rights but he wasn't able to play so guess what now you can claim that you're it's sort of like the transgender swimmers you know <laughs> we, we we made it no you didn't you raced against girls are you kidding yeah no, you cheated you cheated yeah so so really in essence what they're doing is delegitimizing these world famous yeah. competitions. I mean, I, I watched, I watched those and I'm not a tennis fan mm-hmm. just because the athletic ability of these people is amazing, but now they're discrediting the whole thing. Cause we're not going to see who the best player in the world is. You're right. It's like, I want to watch the best in the world at this one thing, right? Tennis. Yeah. Like of all the people in the world, this is the, these are the best tennis players in the world. And it does take a lot of the credibility out if you know, ah, uh, number one or number one and three and six are all out. Right. So, so, so let like, me eh. put this in perspective. This is exactly why 
the NFL and the NBA are allowing non-vaccinated players to play yep. because they know the credibility of their sport will dissipate if they do what tennis is doing. Yep. If Aaron Rodgers is sidelined in the NFL playoffs because of an asymptomatic COVID positive test or whatever, and he has to miss a game, the, the credibility of the, the playoffs, the whoever ends up in the Super Bowl, all that goes out the window and right. they know how much money they're going to lose if that happens. Right. And we're seeing it live in Australia and now in in France and maybe in England. I don't know what will happen with Wimbledon, but I mean, we're we're seeing it play out over there. And I'm sure that the the powers that be here are saying, whoa, whoa, whoa we can't discredit. It makes us too much money. It's our mm-hmm. lifeline. Yep. yep. Follow the money. Don't follow their logic because it doesn't make sense. Right. So let's let sense. Kyrie play in Chicago. And then all of our friends that live in Chicago can't go to the game because they're not vaccinated. Yep. It's wild. Um, <laughs> all right. This segment, this segment. Yeah. I'm excited for this one. Okay, so well, do you just want to kick this one off? Because this this is your wheelhouse <laughs> as a pastor. Uh, I tell you, um, if you thought that they weren't, you know, President Trump said, they're not coming for me, they're coming for you. Correct. Um, and he was right. I mean, we're, we see that that was a 100% correct statement. So whether you like him or not, he was right. They're coming after Americans. They're, in Canada, they're blatantly coming against God. I mean, they are blatantly saying, if you teach anything in the scripture, if you teach anything in the scripture uh, about gender identity or anything else, pretty much, um, you're going to be put in jail. Now, we know that in 2021, 2020, they put up eight foot high fences with uh, barbed wire on top and were restricted people from going into their churches. Um, they arrested pastors on the freeway that had their churches open because they tried to do it inside of, and I forget the man's name. I am so sorry, but um, they tried to do it in his church and he's like, whoa, 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 this is my property. You can't come on here. So they waited till he backed out, got on the road and then arrested him. Um, the, Canada is going crazy, but it's not just in Canada. It's happening in the U.S. as well. Mm -hmm. It's happening, I'm sure, globally, but we don't see it globally um, as much. We haven't been able to find it. Um, But in Canada, it's pretty right out in the open. Yeah. And so some of the... So we're referring to Bill C-4. We talked about this last week in Canada that was passed, um, making conversion therapy illegal um, by any means. So that could be counseling... Um, or by religion, by faith-based intervention to, uh, like, I think we talked about, you know, you could take your your son, your six-year-old son comes home from school and says, I think I feel like I'm a girl. And you can say, oh, no, you're not. You're not a girl. Let's, uh, let's go, let's go uh, set up a meeting with our pastor and just talk about why the Bible says you're not a girl, why you're a boy. Mm-hmm. Can't do that. That would be illegal. Right. That would be participating in conversion therapy. Right. And so not only would the pastor who brought the scriptures into play yep. be legally uh, arrested probably for mm-hmm. doing that or fined or whatever they're going to do with it, but also the parent mm-hmm. and any other counselor and a teacher who might say, eh, you might want to talk, even if I, I truly believe, and I in the law, it doesn't give this, but I think that it'll come up somewhere down the line that a teacher will say, I'm not sure that you're correct in your assessment, little one. Uh, you need to go talk to your parents. I think that they could be accused of participating in conversion therapy by saying, go talk to your parents. I, I think it'll go that far. I really do. Yeah. And it's just, it's just crazy. What is the end game? 
in this, in, in wanting, I mean, this is what they, they want people to, to be God for themselves. Yep. Yeah. Why? Why is it, why are they, why is it so far that they want that to be law? Because they want to be gods themselves. So, but yeah, I know you're absolutely right. It's just, it's mind blowing to me that the whole gender switching thing. I just, so, so years ago, um, like probably 10 years ago when the law, I don't know when it was, but it was a long time ago. The laws started to be changed and we started to see some things. And at that point, there was a survey done and it was like 3% of the population globally would be transgender, have sexual questions, whatever. It was like 3%, but laws were beginning to change over the 3%. And the 97% of the world that understands the issue and isn't confused by it, um, they were like, oh, silent, you know? And I'm seeing the same thing now. Um, that all this stuff is going on in the world and 3% of the people and probably like 12 people are perpetrating the great reset on the world. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like a handful of people are perpetrating it and 98% or 99% of the world is silent. Well, look what's happened in the last 10 to 15 years with transgender issues. And now you got the whole alphabet of issues um, that that's going on. And it's because the majority was silent in the hour in which it was, we, we've had, we've had over 60 million babies murdered because the church was silent for Roe versus Wade. The, think about it back then. It, the amount of people that were against abortion was huge back in the day. Okay. When, when Roe versus Wade was actually being debated in the Supreme court, if, if the church would have shut the country down, we always talk about, we always talk about the government shutting the country down and putting, you know, literally if all the people in the church at that point who believed that abortion was murder, which was a huge majority would have said, we're not going to work for the next two weeks. We're going to stay at home until the country gets this right. Mm -hmm. Roe versus Wade never would have passed 65 million souls or more. Now every day there's ton more would have been. And so what, what I'm saying, the point of going back there is to come back to this, to say, this is happening in Canada and the church has to rise up and be who we're called to be and not stand for this. Um, because our brothers and sisters in Canada, first, it's illegal to preach against gay marriage, against gender issues, sexual identity issues. The next thing is you can't preach anything. Mm -hmm. You can't talk about Jesus being the savior of the world. You can't talk about, um, obviously you wouldn't be able to talk about him healing your body. Right. We, we know that YouTube won't let us talk about that. Correct. Um, so, so these are the things that I believe we, the reason why we're reporting on them is because if we don't rise up now, then it, this is going to be the normal in, in the United States. It's going to be the normal all over the world because, we didn't say what needed to be said or shut down the country. I mean, if, if all the truck drivers that are being required to have the vaccine passport to go to Canada, if all those truck drivers just said, yeah, we're not going to work until you say that we don't need this passport to go to Canada, the tens of thousands of drivers sitting at home would shut the economy down mm -hmm. and there would not be a vaccine passport to get into Canada for a truck driver ever, ever. Yeah. 
and it's all driven by money. Like you're, you're like you're alluding to, I mean, it goes back to our sports talk with the NFL. I mean, you had players that just kept, kept saying, we're not getting vaccinated. We're just not going to do it. And finally, the NFL said, well, that's going to cost us money if we keep these policies. So I guess we got to back off. Right. But, did. See, but if you go along and you continue to drive across the border and you let the law pass and then, and then you just throw up your hands after the laws passed. Yeah. It's too late. You got to stop driving across the border now right. and say, listen, I know this might be coming in six months or three months or two months. I'm stopping now and I'm shutting down the economy right now, right now I'm shutting it down. And, and these things will change. I, the great reset will not flood the world if people rise up now. Definitely. And you're right. I mean, I, I almost feel like this is that first, like that test, like, can we outlaw a specific teaching of the Bible? Can we actually outlaw it? And they did in Canada. Yeah. Okay. Well, that just opens the door to all kinds of other stuff. Like you said, I mean, what if they do, you know, you cannot preach legally. You cannot preach that Jesus is the savior of the world. And like I was saying in here, it's that trust the science rhetoric that's so dangerous. Trust the science, trust the science. We hear it over and over, day, day, day. People start getting that in their head and then they come out, well, scientifically, you can't prove that. So you can't talk about it. You can't say that. They're laying the groundwork for these things. I know, I know. And that's why I'm saying it's, it's happening in America in a small way at this point. What we have to understand is if we don't stand up, mm-hmm. If we don't stand up now, um, it'll be a law here that you can't preach that. Yeah. Yeah. So real quick, I know we're getting tight on time with this episode, but let's just hit a few of these. If you don't think this stuff is happening in America. Um, so this just came up. Uh, there was a, a, a an ongoing case of uh, freedom of religion in the U.S. Uh, the Supreme Court will now hear a case from 2015 over freedom of religious expression. Uh, Joe Kennedy was a high school football coach in Bremerton school district who got fired for refusing to stop praying after football games. So after every game, this was his tradition uh, from 2008 when he took over the job to 2015 when he was fired. No issue during that time period. He did this every game. He would drop to a knee and say a quick silent prayer of Thanksgiving for player safety, sportsmanship, and spirited competition. Real bad stuff. I can't believe he was doing this. <laughs> uh, so when the school district ordered him to stop in 2015, he flat out refused. He said, I'm not going to do that. And so they fired him. 2017, the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals ruled that he took advantage of his position as a public employee. Uh, in 2021, the same court again rejected his arguments, now saying his attempts to challenge the school district were drawing national attention, which showed that he was not engaging in private prayer, but publicly speaking in an overtly religious nature while performing his job duties. Okay, so now after declining to take the appeal in 2019, the Supreme Court will hear Kennedy's case. His legal representatives, First Liberty, say his case has wide-ranging implications for practically everything public school teachers do or say during school hours or after school. If, if allowed to stand, Kennedy's firing could make every form of speech into government speech that the school may prohibit. Government-controlled speech. Yeah. Classrooms, right? Mm -hmm. It's not just a coach. Um, the, the classrooms will be controlled. Uh, it, I mean, think about it from 2008 to 2015, that's 70 to 80 football games, not counting playoffs, right? That not a word was said about this. Mm -hmm. And he's not out there making a spectacle of himself. I mean, I've seen video clips. Yeah. He, he gets down on a knee, says a quick prayer. Thanks God for, you know, nobody was hurt. We had a great competition. Thank yeah. you. And he's done. Yeah. It's not like he's getting on a microphone and leading a, a 
worship service at the end of a game. He's just saying a quick prayer and he got fired for it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This is why it's super important. This is the run for office speech uh, that you get every once in a while on this. Uh, (laughs) This is why your school board positions are so important to, to run for, to be a part of, because uh, this obviously was a school board that ordered him not to do this and fired him for doing it. So uh, that's why it's super important to run for offices, even though they seem minor, they're super important. Yeah. Yep. So another glaring example, um, we talked about this healthcare workers that are being denied religious exemptions to the um, COVID-19 vaccine. Uh, We can dive into this report maybe next week a little deeper, but just to touch on Biden administration has created a database to track federal employees who have submitted religious exemptions. Um, wonder what that database is going to be They'll used never for. use those. <laughs> yeah, never. Uh, the Department of Defense has not granted a single religious exemption for any service member. Um, in December 2020, the Vatican declared that COVID-19 vaccines are, quote, morally acceptable for Catholics to take even if they have used cell lines from aborted fetuses in their research and production process. So we're going to cave a little bit on this, uh, on this belief that we have as the Catholic mm-hmm. church that abortion isn't, isn't right. We're just going to cave a little bit so that the, the world economic forum, great reset can move forward. We'll step back just a little bit. Uh, huh? Yeah, it's, it's lovely. And then also, uh, we did a, a show on this, man, a year ago now. Uh, don't forget about the Equality Act. That was introduced a year ago. Luckily, it didn't pass at the time. Uh, but it would have completely eliminated Religious Freedom Restoration Act, created LGBTQ plus protections, entitlements, and public accommodations, safe spaces for women, like locker rooms, bathrooms, uh, shelters would not be protected by law, meaning that any man who merely claimed he identified as a woman would, by law, have to be allowed into those spaces. And also, faith-based child welfare organizations would, by law, be forced to abandon their beliefs that there are two sexes and they cannot be changed or those places would be shut down. And there's an after-school Satan club in Illinois. Yep, that was on Tucker Carlson last week, which, again, these segments catch my attention because I'm like, I'm not hearing about this anywhere else. Yeah. But he's, he's addressing it head on. And it was the co-founder of the uh, Satanic Temple came on the show to discuss, I'll really debate this with Tucker about why an after-school Satan club probably shouldn't be offered. You know, just saying. <laughs> and, and, you know, talking about Tucker and Fox, I mean, look at their ratings compared to CNN and MSNBC Mm -hmm. and all those other ones. They're skyrocketing because he's highlighting what's really happening, not Mm -hmm. the narrative of what Mm. (laughs) frustrating. (laughs) Yeah. So um, these are just examples of how, you know, religion, uh, God, Christianity, faith is being attacked right here in our own country. I mean, think about where it began and I'm sure it began before this, but like the most notable one would be one nation under God. Yeah. Pledge of Allegiance. And, uh, you know, I remember hearing about that and then it starts like that. Mm -hmm. Next thing you know, you have Satan clubs in every high school or every middle school. And that's what they're aiming for. Not just Illinois. They want to put them everywhere. And what's interesting is that schools were created in America back when, you know, before the country was even founded. Schools were created so that children could be learn how to read the Bible. Yeah, They wanted children to be able to read the Bible, to be able to comprehend and understand it and dissect it for themselves and not just be told about what's in the Bible. They thought that every human being should have the right to be able to read 
the Bible. That's how school got started. The Bible was the first textbook. Yes. In the country. Yeah. Like that's what you read. That was your textbook. Mm -hmm. And that's how you learned how to read. And they took prayer out of schools and they took the 10 commandments out of the schools and the courts. And I mean, we're tearing down, not we, but people are tearing down statues all over the country and all of this craziness because, and it all goes back to, we've taken our eye off of the true North. Yeah, absolutely. And everything we talk about on the show stems from that. Yeah. You know, the craziness in the world, everything that you're dealing with in your life you know, whether it be this, this government stuff or just other things in life. I mean, it all, it all stems from, from that. Yeah. When you take God out of your life, if you take God out of your marriage, come and see us in 24 months. Yeah. Mm -hmm. When you take God out of your school, come and see us because what, what happens is it just society degrades instantly. Mm -hmm. It starts to fall apart. Take God out of your personal walk every day. Choices begin to change. Yep take you know all all of that and that's why that's why it's so important that we meet the lord and it's not just about being in his presence it's great to be in church i mean i'm a pastor of course it's great to be in church but (laughs) um but it's it's great to be in church but if you're in his presence without actually meeting him there's a lot of people that saw jesus um and they said oh i saw jesus do a miracle but they were still lame Mm -hmm. um it's not just about being in his presence it's about actually receiving from him and being with him and being in a relationship with him, not just a religious relationship, but a, a personal relationship with him. And so we, we see that when that many people tout that they were with him, but they were never touched by him. And I think that, that in the church moving forward, 2022, we're going to see a great revival in the church. I truly believe it. We're going to see a great revival. People coming to, to know Jesus, not just to be in the concert on Sunday morning, Mm. but not just to be in his presence, but to be touched by him, to be changed by him, to be healed, delivered, set free, not even bearing the marks of the world anymore. And that's what I believe is coming in 2022. So in the midst of everything that we just reported on, all the craziness, everything that's that's just unexplainable other than evil, um, I think we're going to see a great revival instead of a, well, we may see a great reset, but we're going to see a great revival coming from the other direction. The great reset, obviously evil. Uh, the great revival coming will be people that meet Jesus, not just be in his presence. Amen. All right. Well, I think that's a good spot to end. There's a couple other things I want to touch on, but I want to go into more detail. So I think we'll do that next week. I, I need to get some more information about some of this stuff anyhow. So that works out perfectly. Appreciate everybody tuning in again. Um, stay connected. Make sure you follow us on Rumble because we did. I Oh, I was going to mention this. We did get our first official email from YouTube saying that we had content being censored. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about that. That's, yeah. Go that's ahead. Let's, let's bring that up. Real so, quick. so you've got some screenshots of what happened. So I do. Uh, for Here's all the, of you that were following us uh, in the beginning of the year, you saw um, you were getting notifications that we were going, uh, we had content coming up and, and all this stuff. We were excited. I mean, we were coming in here like we added 30 new followers today. We, we've got lots of things going on YouTube, Rumble, all this stuff. It's all happening. And then come around January 5th, um, the email stopped, the notification stopped, the people stopped actually, um, commenting on our videos. It was like just crickets for like three days. There was nothing. Mm-hmm. And we're like, 
this is a little weird that we would be growing like th- 25,000 views. It, like just crazy. We had, we have a video of like th- almost 30,000 views and, and going up. And then all of a sudden no views on any of our videos. And we were like, what's going on? You have some graphs to show us. Yeah. Yep. So the first one here is just, you know, I, I, I thought, let's go look at the analytics and just kind of see if we can uh, visually see this uh, shadow ban that was imposed. And I mean, it's kind of obvious right there. I mean, right, I guess a little after, so what, January 9th-ish? 9th, maybe, yeah. Boom. Look, yeah. At, look at the drop. Yeah. And then it stayed down low. It's, yeah, it's still down low. Yeah. I mean, this is this is uh, subscribers. I mean, we were, like you said, we were adding people, adding people, and all of a sudden, boom, negative. Yep. And now very low. I mean, the way things were moving uh, throughout like the end of December there into January, I mean, we were on pace to hit a thousand subscribers within like another week or so. Oh yeah. Yep. And then it stopped. Yeah. It just, that was it. Um, here's the email. Um, just says, Hey, AGA network. Uh, we have reviewed your content, determined that it may not be suitable for viewers under the age of 18 per our community guidelines. As a result, we've age restricted the following content. It was our video talking about the global protests that continue to erupt against the vaccine passports. Interesting that that video is a clipped segment of our larger episode that we released last week. That is the same content from that video. That original video did not get flagged. Right. So how can the same content be in two different videos and only one of them get flagged? Because it had more viewers and it was actually getting traction. Yep. Uh-huh. <laughs> that to me just shows how <laughs> just corrupt these people are. How yeah. it's insane. Yeah. But. Well, you get banned. You get banned from YouTube for your content, and uh, and then people still find it because we saw people jump to Rumble. And now they're watching our stuff on Rumble. And you can always go to AGA.network. Yes, please. Go to AGA.network and connect there because that is, we own that deal. We we house all that, that data there. Mm-hmm. We're not worried about being blocked on AGA.network. So go to the actual network itself. And uh, and we, we're glad you're watching us on all the other places you can find us. But go, go to AGA.network, go to your app store, download the America's Greatest Awakening app. And then you can see all this content. Never worry about being uh, censored, us being censored on there or uh, shut down or shadow banned or whatever they call it now. But um, go find us there. And if you want to be an insider, you can text AGA to 330-619-4497 and uh, you can connect with us that way. But getting off of the main platforms, because I'm predicting that very soon, more content, not ours, not just ours, but more content, like what, what that video is, is exactly what Tucker talked about. Yeah. It's the exact same content. They're just a couple weeks behind us and we get banned on YouTube. Yep. Because we presented that content. Absolutely. So like Rob said, AGA.network, cause it's not just the awakened that's on there. I mean, you, you can get some great, um, if you really want to understand more about the, the faith discussion that we just had about Jesus. I mean, the, we have content on there. We have the word channel. Yeah. The word channel is just, awesome. It's, it's, so awesome. I mean, there's so many great messages on there. So, you know, get on to AGA.network, dive into the other stuff. We've got Living History, which we've got a new episode that we're going to be recording this Saturday. 29th. Yeah. yeah. So coming up, more great characters from history being portrayed. Uh, true history that's yes. being deleted from from America. And uh, so stay tuned with all that. And um, until next week, you guys have a great trip to New York. Stay safe. Uh, stay unvaccinated. And... Uh, <laughs> 
everybody watching. <laughs> and so, maybe we'll shoot some video. Yeah, we'll shoot some video. We'll be putting that out. And uh, for everybody else, stay awake.